You are listening to Takedowns to Breakdowns. Cool. It is it is time. The time has come for us to do what every other fucking podcast or every other fucking talk show, every single Twitter handle, every single fucking thing out there is doing. And that is talk about the upcoming UFC 229, Saturday, October 6th, Khabib versus McGregor. Yay. Khabib versus McGregor. Yep. Why do they do his first? Oh, okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> no, Megan Medoff versus McGregor is just a little much. Yeah. Khabib yeah. versus McGregor makes more sense. Yeah. Um, but anyways, hello, everybody. What's up? We are here to talk about the thing you've been hearing and seeing nonstop about the fucking... UFC 229 main event. We could go over all the other fights, too. We could go over how Landsberg's facing Kunitskaya. We could go over uh, Maynard versus Lentz. We could go over Ladd versus Evinger. We could touch base on the Pettis brothers both fighting uh, with uh, Sergio versus Formiga and Anthony versus Tony fucking Ferguson. Uh, over in St. Prue's fighting again. Lewis versus Volkov's been in, the, been, been in the wings for a while. Watterson versus Herrig is finally happening. We'll finally have. I meant to say that about uh, uh, Lewis and Volkov. Um, Watterson and Harrig is finally... I said it again. Watterson and Harrig are fighting. It should be a good fight. But who gives a fuck about any of these fights? Right. Because the only thing that matters is Conor McGregor. Yeah. Could be. So. <sighs> I'm going to have a toast of my uh, kombucha to that. Mm. Mm. My homemade kombucha. Pineapple, this, pineapple. this one you said? Oh, it's yeah. fucking great. Anyways, <clears throat> let's just start off with your thoughts. Just okay. when, I, when I say Khabib versus Conor McGregor, where do you go? Reckless versus accuracy. So um, I was telling Matt, I recently just watched a highlights video on Khabib because I wasn't really that familiar with him. Um, I mean, yeah. I, don't forget, people. I'm the one who's really the the UFC fan, and Mikey is. Oh, I'm noob. I'm, I'm a total that I noob. drag into this, and I'm like, "Did you watch the fight?" And he's like, "Oh, what fight?" Like that fight. And he's like, "Okay, I'll watch it." And then yeah. he watches it. <laughs> so that's that's kind of the dynamic. So it's really cool because we get to get a completely unfiltered take on everything about this. Yeah. I'm sorry. Continue. Um. So I watched a really good highlights video on Khabib. Um. On several of his fights. And his record really confuses me with the his fighting style that I've seen. Um, his undefeated record? Undefeated record, right. Which he clearly earned, but it still amazes me. And the reason why is because I feel like anybody with a good, accurate striking technique can just wail on him. Because what Khabib tends to do... What I notice in many of his fights, first off, he likes to stay in close. Second, when he's just throwing punches, he puts his head down in the open. He doesn't really focus, like he doesn't look at where he's hitting. It almost looks like he looks down and then swings his arms, then comes to look back up. Like, did I do anything? Um, so for me, I was like, okay, uh that's kind of reckless. You're just throwing punches. Second thing, which is more of a compliment, he's got a fucking iron jaw because the highlight video that I watched, which had millions of views, by the way, um, he's getting hit like every five seconds. <laughs> Whereas yeah. you see any other fighter and it's just perfection yeah. of the person you're watching. No, this <clears throat> dude was just getting wailed. And I mean, there were certain times where I thought, he was going to get KO'd, um, but he just doesn't. And it's almost like after he gets hit, he's already got some guy in submission, like, or he's countering. or <sighs> he, he confuses me, I have to say. Um, right. I mean, the most trouble he's been in the UFC was against Michael Johnson, where he got rocked. For a split second by Michael Johnson. Yeah, that was the first round. Yeah. Yeah. You saw that. Um, and then it just was in his favor the entire time. Khabib's, yes. I mean. Yes. Um, 
a lot of stuff. I don't know. I, I I mean, again, he's he's earned that record. You know, twenty six and zero, uh, which is like the best record in UFC history, I believe. And it's working. Apparently, it's working. He's to me, he's GSP. If you take away the striking. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, like so. The thing that GSP was really always has always really been good at is is the not just the wrestling which he's known for, not just the ground game which he's known for. It's that moment right before when it's the confusion in that in that situation of the range distance. What's he gonna do? And then he hits you again with a jab or a takedown. That's always been GSP's like shining star mm-hmm. part of his style. Khabib, you know he wants to wrestle because he can't strike. So you see him essentially bull his way into range and bull his way into a takedown. And then when he shines, his star is his ability to, to transition on the ground. So you see how well he transitions from you know half guard to full mount, and then they give up his, their back, and then he gets their back, and then he establishes wrist control. They try to escape out of side. He cuts off the angle. He's able to use so many different wrestling and grappling, like uh, Sambo, all those techniques. He's like an encyclopedia, and he's like glue. You see these guys who try to get out, they just can't. No. He locks up the legs, he gets the wrist, and he grabs the wrist from behind and pulls it, knocks you down, switches over, gets on yep. top. They try to roll out. They, they He traps the roll, he gets on top, he starts pounding away. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful... It's a beautiful thing to see when he gets it on the ground, but getting it to the ground is a sloppy fucking mess. It's, yeah, it's just keep him away, and if he gets if he if he grabs you, you're going down. Yeah, like nine out of ten times, you're getting just pulled into the depths of hell. Yeah, which I think is why everybody's so scared of him, because it's like I have to stop this guy from grappling me. So you either need to be confident enough in your striking to knock him out, or be accurate enough. If you to can, pick. yeah. You, so you don't think he can, he can be KO'd? Oh, well, anything is possible, Matt. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the footage I've seen, I've seen some pretty heavy hits that he's taken, um, even on the mm-hmm. ground, when it wasn't in Khabib's favor. And he's on the bottom, and I've seen him take hits. He somehow gets out of it, or he's countering, or he's just... It's, it'll, it's almost like it doesn't phase him at certain points. He, you know what I mean? Like pain, you mean? Pain, just, you look at it just visually, too. You know? And it kind of reminds me of, like, when you watch uh, Uriah Faber getting, like, wailed on or whatever. Or and then you look at his face after. It's like, no, he's completely fine. <laughs> even just, like, the way he looks physically. Like, no, I'm not even breaking a sweat. Like, let's just keep going type of thing. Like, that's the vibe I got off of Khabib. Right. You know? Just no matter what you throw at him, he's just going to come back. And, yeah. I, I never really have seen him, like, gas out either. He's not gassing out. Yeah, no. I think his current, his, like, the workout that you pick up on in one of the videos for UFC uh, 229 is um, he's doing a minute on the uh, air assault bike. Mm-hmm. The, the one with the fan that you yeah, know. Yeah, A minute and then a minute off on bag, going to the ground and doing ground and pound. Then back to the bike for a minute for 30 minutes straight. Oh, shit. <laughs> so he's not getting tired. Yeah. He's not going to get tired. He's uh, Conditioning is not a problem with him. I think the conditioning that would be a concern is just, again, like you said, how well can you take a punch? Because Connor's going to hit him. If Michael Johnson can hit him, Connor McGregor's going to hit him. Absolutely. You know, and not only is he going to hit him, but, I mean, he has that accuracy. And with Khabib's recklessness, I wouldn't doubt if, you know, there were moments where he's going to stagger him for sure. Um, but now my whole thing is, do you think Connor is ready when it comes to cardio, especially when it came down to that Mayweather fight? Yeah. Yeah. You think he's been training hard? Cause I, that, that, that's think, always I, been a thing with him. I think Connor's cardio has always been a thing just because you see him gas out because you see his bravado change when he gets tired. I don't think he has a full-on cardio problem where... Because he lasted the entire five rounds with Nate Diaz in the second fight. Mm-hmm. He lasted 10 rounds of boxing against Floyd Mayweather. I think we all look at the fact that he gassed out in the first Nate Diaz fight because he just outpunched himself. 
I think the stats on that were pretty significant. The stats on the amount of punches that he threw in that fight against Nate Diaz, I think he threw more in just the two rounds than he did, I think, in every single knockout fight he's ever had in the UFC. Like, he threw, I think the total punch counter was 163 or 168 punches in two rounds. I think that's what it was. I mean, long story short, I think his cardio is overblown. Because even when he was grappling, the few times you've seen him grapple with Max Holloway, with Chad Mendez, the very few times you've seen it actually go to the ground, not just stuff takedown attempts, he's very fluid on the ground. He's surprisingly fast and fluid on the ground. I know he's a striker. I know he's famous for his left hand. I know he always gets knockouts. I know he's an elite striker. But on the ground, he's not that bad. He gets a bad rep because he got choked out by Diaz and because he's been tapped out before in BJJ competitions. Mm-hmm. But that's the same. That's the equivalent of going into the boxing world and being like, I'm going to dominate boxing. No, you're not. A boxer's going to beat you. I'm just like, I'm going to go in the world of BJJ and submit everybody. No, you're not. You're going into a world full of fucking elite specialists. You're not going to outdo them. It's just, it's very hard to do that. It's yeah. very rare that you see anybody from MMA excel at every single, the only person who's really done it is George. Yeah. He went into wrestling and he was like, oh, you're keeping up in wrestling. He went to BJJ. He's like, oh, you're fucking keeping up in BJJ. <laughs> like, George is the only guy who's really been able to do it. Yeah. So I'm not surprised. I'm not, I'm not concerned about Connor's cardio. I'm not concerned about... <sighs> I'm not too concerned about the grappling. I'm really not. Okay. I'm really, I think he has enough takedown defense to slow things down. I think when you watch Khabib in the Michael Johnson fight... You watch him in the Al Al Kenta fight, which is the most recent fight when he won the belt. That was the most telling. He was striking the whole match, looking like shit, getting popped by Al. Yeah, he was. People would think he would take down at will. Al was able to stuff a good amount of those. I mean, well, let's start off like this because you and I always do this. What's your call? Because I'll tell you my call first if you want. McGregor. I'm okay. Bye. When. Uh, I'm going to say decision on this one. Really? It's just, again, I mean, Khabib, clearly his style works according to his record. The guy's never been knocked out. He's never been submitted. I mean, my whole thing is, does Connor have enough power to KO him? Because I don't see Connor submitting him. I see Connor winning by knockout second round. Second round, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Khabib and Connor are both pressure fighters in very different ways. Khabib pressures because he wants to get you onto the back foot, so you can't escape if he goes for a shot to take you down. That's why he's constantly running into striking range. He's forcing you to engage the striking. He's forcing you to engage and start moving your hands and feet to try to keep him at bay because that's what he wants. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to keep throwing your hands up high? Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Give me a kick. All right, cool. Keep, keep coming. Keep coming. Boom. Goes for it. Because you're, you're too busy focusing on fighting off your back foot. Yeah. Connor does it in a very similar way. But as you saw, he does it so surgically. Oh, yeah. He pressures in so he want, he gets you to come in. And then once you come in, then he pops you with his, with his cross. Yeah. Or if you don't come in, he goes to you. And he, he pressures you into the back foot. And then he, as you saw, comes in again with the cross. Fakes that range. Right. Yeah. The thing that Connor has... That's so special, though, is that he has the ability to counterfight because the, the, the nature of how he fights with his knockout one-punch cross requires the other fighter to commit. It requires the other fighter to commit to a move to open up a side for the left to land. It demands a southpaw jab or demands an orthodox like jab cross. or It, it, it depends on commitment and action from the other fighter to engage which Khabib does all the time. So I think the way this fight starts off is Khabib, start, Khabib jogs at him, literally jogs at him, and Connor either tries to establish a range really quick or he's able to step out and then just start setting up what he did before. I think it's going to be just like the Aldo start. They both run into the middle and start, okay, let's go. I think Khabib is going to try to immediately start wrestling. Okay. Immediately, fucking immediately. I think he comes in, starts trying to wildly throw punches, and then the second Connor tries to strike back, he just shoots no matter what. Even if it's just an ankle or a foot, he's going to go for it. Yeah. That's what I think. I think Connor's able to either circle out, step out of the grab, and get away, 
establish again and start pounding with his punches, or Connor pulls a, a Jose Aldo number two and uh, comes in, wham, it's over in five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yep. I think. That's how I see this fight going down. Because I don't see this fight being a surgical slugfest like a Nate Diaz fight because it's not going to stay on the feet long enough. Because even against Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor had, I think, like, what, two to four knockdowns in the rematch? He just didn't go to the ground because he was like, I'm, I'm not going to play jujitsu with you. Yeah. You fucking black belt monster. I think McGregor is a brown belt. He's not going to go down and fucking face somebody who's infamous for their, the Diaz brothers. They're known for being, you know, submission wizards. Like, I'm not going to go into your world. No, get up and come into mine. Let's go. So he kept, he never engaged. He said, no, come on up. I'm going to knock you back down. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep playing this game. And he was rocking Diaz. Now here's the difference. Diaz is a big dude. Mm-hmm. Khabib is similar size to Connor. Yeah, I think he has like a two inch reach disadvantage against Connor, but height wise, I think he's only an inch bigger and weight wise. They're, they're pretty similar. Okay. Diaz is big. Conor McGregor had to eat to get up to 170 again to face him like that. Diaz was just like, nah, man, this is just this is the the range, this is the weight range I, I hang out at. And Conor was like, nope, I want to I'm gonna fight you at 170. I'm gonna bulk up and we're gonna fight at 170 for the rematch. So he was facing a bigger fighter who could probably who could take those punches. A bigger fighter is gonna take punches like that. Yeah. A guy your same size. We haven't seen it yet. Haven't seen it with Cage Warriors. Haven't seen it in the UFC. People crumble from yep. that left. And I think it's going to be second round. I think the first round maybe goes a little bit Khabib's way. If Khabib is able to establish the wrestling somewhat or the grappling somewhat, maybe it goes his way. But I think it's going to be one of those two scenarios. Like you, Third scenario, of course, is Khabib takes him down. But runs out. It's Jose Aldo 2. It's a 15-second knockout. Or it's a Khabib runs at him, tries to flurry and tries to go for the takedown immediately. Connor gets out. They start. He starts picking at him. Or three. Or three. Khabib takes him down, and he takes the second for Connor to go back to his corner and his coaching staff to be like, "All right, here's what we're gonna do. He's gonna keep blitzing you. He's gonna keep taking you down. Circ, like step back, shoot back, and then just go ahead and pop him. Mm-hmm. Force him to commit. If you stay out of range, you're gonna force him to have to play that game to come into range. Yeah. Just let him do that, and then start playing your game and kick it, and picking him off." If I had to guess, that's what I would say. Okay. So I say second round, second round knockout, Conor McGregor. You know what's funny? A lot of people have your reaction when I say that. A lot of people go, "Oh, really?" And I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely, fucking really." The mechanics of fighting dictate that Conor McGregor has that special ability, that understanding of distance, the gap control, the striking precision, the setup ability. Absolutely. I, you know what I mean? And here's the funny thing. I'm not going to say where I work, but I work in a place with a lot of people who follow and are actually actively involved in the industry. There's a lot of people who aren't educated about that. They just think Connor has a powerful cross. Sorry. And he just wants to line people up and knock him out with that. And I'm like, there's a lot more to striking than that. There's mm. a lot more to striking than just, no, he has a powerful knockout cross. Like, no. Yes, he has that. Do you know how he gets it there? Because... I see how he gets it there. There's a lot more to it to get that punch to land. It's yeah. not just blitzing. Whole a science behind it, for sure. There's a whole science. His weight transfer in his stance, the way he pops the hip over, even when he's faking it, yeah. faking the setup, like the way he's able to get you to commit to to like distance under, to distance management, like I I could be wrong. <laughs> I, I and again, just my whole thing is. I've also seen Khabib take hits and just continue. But, so, but from any knockout artist? Good point. Yeah. Michael, jo- Michael Johnson's not a knockout artist. Edson Barbosa is a flashy striker, but he's not like a knockout guy known for always knocking people out with one specific move besides his crazy kicks. Like Ally Kenta? No, he's not a knockout guy. I don't, I don't see it. I think you know what we see. I think Connor in the first round we see some knockdowns. I think Connor lands. Khabib falls on his ass, and everybody's gonna go. <gasps> and then Connor's gonna be like, "Get up, let's go." He's just gonna wait for him to get back up. He's gonna set it back up. I think it's gonna be Eddie Alvarez, where he picked Eddie apart the entire first round. Yeah. The second round he was like, "Oh, I got you figured out. This is over." Hands behind the back. Come on, come on. Wham. Come on. Wham, 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 wham. 
All right, come on, one more time. Wham, 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 wham. Done. Over. He's walking over mm. to him. <laughs> Punching him because he knows it's over. And that's the crazy thing. Eddie Alvarez is a really good wrestler. He's known as being a really good wrestler. He's a, a guy known for having really good boxing ability. And the game plan for Eddie Alvarez was, has already been spoken about ad nauseum about how they were trying to wrestle Connor, and that he couldn't. He was like, I couldn't take him down. I mm. couldn't engage, and I kept engaging in the striking because Eddie's evolved enough. Eddie no, Eddie Alvarez is a smart enough fighter, to, especially in the striking department, to understand when he's facing a good striker. And when it, they were like, you just got to take him down. He's like, no, it's, it's not just I take him down because I want to and his legs are there. It's right. like there's a whole battlefield in our stances, in our footwork, in where his lead hand is, where his rear hand is, like where his kicks are going. You know, where his head's moving. There's a whole battlefield of science to get me to the ability to say, oh, I can green light a takedown right now. Until then, you're just at a red light. Mm-hmm. You can't just shoot for a takedown. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like Eddie Alvarez is, was, is, is aware of that. And I, I personally think that's why he did it. I'm not Eddie. I'm not his coaching. I'm not his coaches. I can't say that for certain. But it looked to me like Eddie wanted to take him down. But Eddie knew he couldn't because he couldn't get into range. Because if you watch that entire fight, a lot of the t- a lot of times in that fight, it's Eddie misunderstanding the range because Connor did such a good job of, of distance control, yeah, gap control. He did such a good job with that, and Eddie couldn't just sort that out because Connor kept programming and reprogramming, distance, range, gap, like footwork, every single engagement. It was just oh no, this yeah. is my range. Nope, psych. It's like oh, this is all I got. Nope, psych. It's like oh, you're gonna get me here. Nope, psych. And just eventually, you're just like, what the fuck? Is he in range? Is he not in range? Is he going to step into range? Is he able to hit me from here? Can he not hit me from here? Can I hit him? Maybe I can hit him. Pop. Nope. Okay, that didn't work. Nope. Nope. He can hit me. All right. Let me step out. Okay. Let me come back in. Can I? Can I kick this? Can I? Nope. He's out of range. Okay. All right. So I'm out of. He's out of my range. Okay. So maybe I'll try this. Nope. Hit again. Okay. All right. All right. Maybe I can get into range and just go for a takedown. Nope. That was a half-ass takedown, and he just stuffed it. Okay. Back up. Back up. Okay. You know, and that was it. And then guess what? Connor be- slowly turns up the dial. It's like, nope, now I'm going to come into you a little bit more. I'm going to come into your range a little bit more. Pop, pop. Okay, all right. No, I'm out of range. Look at that. Wham, psych. No, I'm in range. Well, where are you going? Where are you going? going to go to the corner? All right. Wham, 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 wham. <laughs> like, that's, that's why I think Khabib's going to lose. I could be shocked. Connor could lose. Do you think anything happens to the name, the brand, the the legend of Conor McGregor if he loses? I mean, it's not like he's undefeated, you know? True, but he his personality is mainly made from his brash persona of being superior. You know what it is about him, though? Anytime he has lost something, he mans up to it, he, and he realizes what he fucked up on. Immediately. Yeah. He's Immediately. like, no, no, I like, I... I know I was doing this when I should have done this. And then if there's ever a rematch, it's like clearly the problem was solved and fixed, <laughs> and he just comes back anyway. So the Conor McGregor name, I think, will continue. Honestly, because no matter how many times the guy wins or loses... People want to see him. People want to see him, exactly, and it brings in... The cash flow for the UFC. You know what another thing is? He looks fucking huge. Yeah. He looks huge. And he's on weight. It looks like he somehow gained more muscle and stayed yeah. on weight. He's yep. fucking huge. His arms are oh, fucking he's jacked. massive. I was like, how is he so big? Like, did I have maybe I just haven't seen him in a tank top in a while? I was watching UFC embedded. And I was like, no, he's fucking massive. His ass is gigantic. Yeah. His legs are bursting at this. And I was just like, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, right. He got big. He got sure. he, he. I mean, we we both were there for Rhonda's comeuppance when we thought she was. Wow, she looks in great shape, and then that didn't go. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when that fight ended against uh, uh, Amanda Nunez. You and I were both like, "Well, I mean, she looked like she really committed to camp, like with the fitness part. She looks like she's in fantastic shape." Yeah, no, the problem is she stuck to her original game plan, and yep. she didn't change up her tactics she whatsoever. Thought, she thought she was a boxer. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> all right, so you're going to say Connor by decision. I'm going to say Connor by knockout second round. 
and I just think too with his with Khabib's carelessness, it's really going to throw off Connor's planning too. You as think far so? as, yeah. I think it's because it's so unrefined. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I I'm I'm going to stay with decision. It's going to go all five. Unless he's, they somehow figure each other out within the first round or two, and maybe the, something will go down in the third round. Um, but, yeah. I would say that would be, like, my second guess. I would say third round. Uh, I just don't know if it's knockout or submission. Okay. I'm, I'm going to stick with my five-round thing. Five round decision. Connor's not really the guy that goes to the judges, so I don't see it going to the judges. That's this all the science that I have in front of me. This is what the fight game is beautiful, though, because mm-hmm. that's always what this conversation is. I said the same thing about the science behind Darren Tilver's Tyron Woodley, and I was one hundred thousand percent wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like ugh, you never know at the fight game, and that's that's why it's so fucking intriguing. Speaking of a dream, did you hear about John's Bones Jones? Uh, any recent like updates or news on him? No. John Bones Jones. Well, you know what happened to him, how he got popped again, right? And he was on a potential four-year suspension? Yes. I'll give you an update. He's back. Okay. He got a two-year suspension. Retroactive. <laughs> you know how? What happened? There's a clause... In the statement that they put out for how he got a 15-month suspension, part of the clause is because the tainted supplement was a like an isolated incident, uh, but also because he must con- if he is to continue to compete, he must for like the in- for the rest of his career must provide all information requested to USADA about any kind of details of anything involving anything for him. Supplements and whatever. Okay. No, I mean like anybody else who's doing anything, suppliers. Okay. So they cut his term by 30 months because he's he agreed to snitch for the rest of his career. No shit. Yep. And now he's trying to egg on DC into a rematch so he can, huh. get, the, so he can get the belt back. Although I think he's currently talking to Jones Gustafson, uh, Alex Gustafson about a rematch for an interim belt or the actual belt if they strip DC. Now, how do you think that fight would go down? We're talking about Gustafson a, 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 or a, DC? No, no uh, against DC. We're talking about a clean Jones. I'm doing air quotes, everybody. A clean Jones. He's yeah. popped like four times. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh no, that was dick pills. Oh, that was just coke and coke and weed. And like, oh, this one is like, this was just like creatine with some weird shit. Yeah. And like, this yeah. one was, I don't know, man. What is that? Tubinerol? I don't know what that is. It's like that's a weightlifting drug. It's like I don't know. I mean, I lift weights, but I don't know. Well, I, I, I guess I say clean. I mean, especially if he's providing Usada with everything now. Yeah, you think he's still gonna? All right. Well, here's my thing. Why don't the UFC fire him? Why why did Josh Barnett get suspended for two years for a Oh I heard about that. For oh my god. A pop test after he provided all samples because he yes. tracks it himself because yep. he's that much of a professional. Yeah. And he doesn't get any leniency. Actually I saw uh Joe Rogan's podcast when he was uh Oh and Barnett was on, on and he yeah, talked and, about it. And they were talking about that. How fucking crazy was that? Yeah. And then John Jones gets his fourth fucking incident. His f- like no. I think it's technically his second since Usada. Second, I don't know. I you lose count with that guy. Multiple time incident. Yeah. <laughs> and then he snitches to get the the penalty reduced to half, retroactive, so he can come back this year, or technically early next year if you wanted to. He's a household name. I don't. I don't I, I I honestly, and if you go on like the MMA Reddit, R M M A. Mm-hmm. There's really no fans anymore. Everybody's kind of like, you're a garbage fucking human. Yeah. You snitched to try to get out of something. You hit a pregnant lady and ran from the scene. Yep. You fucking, like, 
dude, you do like you go out and party and do coke, and then you try to say that you're like a, a god loving man. Like, what the? F- People are so tired of the fucking charade. Yeah, everybody's so fucking tired of his bullshit. He actually he came out and uh, talked shit to GSP. Did you hear that? No, that just happened today or yesterday. Yeah, I guess he came out because GS- somebody asked GSP. Like, what do you think about uh, Bones Jones being back? And GSP was like, uh, you know, it's not good to be popping hot in this part and and like <laughs> all these things and all these things is not good for this part. And uh, I guess he is back and he was just saying shit. And then Jones came out and was like, man, too bad I looked up to you as one of the greatest, man. Like, you fucking talking shit about popping hot. Like, you should just shut the fuck up and worry about yourself and blah, 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 blah. And everybody's like, dude, why are you talking shit to GSP? Yeah, like, like really. he's the last guy that you would talk shit with. Okay, just because he spoke his mind. Who's and he was ever since ever since before Bone Jones got popped. GSP was bitching about PEDs. Mm-hmm. So don't even fucking come at him now and yeah. be like, how could you, GSP? It's like, dude, GSP's been saying that for a long fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. Hence the uh... <laughs> what? What's his name? Uh... Oh, the one where I, I, but this was the fight before his hiatus. Why do I not? Hendrix? Hendrix, yes. What? No, just what on the subject of popping or doing something. Mm. Not that Hendrix popped, but he's or whatever he was different. doing. He's very different now. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that I know. Um, so what was your question? What do I think about him versus Guffsis and two? John Jones against DC. Oh, DC. Quote, unquote, clean Jones. Assuming, you know, every time he's went up against DC, it, he was probably under the influence for so, uh, with something. So the thing with Jones, which is so unique, is that Jones has a talent. And the talent is that he has the he has the fighting ability mentally to, be, to do what he does, whether it's his offensive creative flow, whether it's his defensive mentality and ability to counter he's always excelled because he's very unique with that it's just something you can't really teach he also is gifted with the perfect body for it he has long strong limbs he's fast he's explosive and athletic he's super strong he has great reach he has incredible mobility and flexibility and again it's mainly just the mental part where he has a mentality made for it like he didn't take, he didn't have a BJJ coach for like the first few fights in in the UFC, and he was choked. Oh, wow. Like he choked out Lyoto Machida without taking a BJJ course with the, or having a coach. Lyoto Machida, standing guillotine. Wow. Lyoto Machida, black belt. Lyoto Machida. <laughs> like that's his mental ability to understand the physics and dynamics of fighting. Mm. Then he's facing somebody who's just the consummate, probably top level, I mean, and for that weight range, level athlete fighter. You have DC who got into MMA like in his 30s, and he's a dual weight champion in the UFC, who's only lost to Jones twice in his entire career. 30. He got into UFC at 30. 30. Yeah. Which is elderly. That's like me telling you, in five years, you're going to pick something up, and then you're going to be possibly one of the greatest in that thing you pick up. Yeah. Athletic. Not like League of Legends. I'm, I'm the best League of Legends player. I'm talking like you pick up ping pong or tennis or you pick up basketball or you pick up hockey or you pick up insert thing here. It's like, hey, you're going to pick up half-pipe snowboarding in five years from now, and then you're going to be a multiple like gold medal winner. Exactly. So you're talking about a guy who has a work ethic and mentality and physical ability in DC. It's just like, I think if the fight's at heavyweight, I think DC fucks him up. Okay. I think a heavyweight DC fucks him up. DC doesn't have to cut weight. Cutting weight's hard for him. You think that's his issue? Against Jones? The, The weight cutting. If he were to go down? I don't think it helps him. Okay. He's an older guy. He's like almost 40 trying to cut weight. And it's hard for him to lose weight. He's a dad bod. Yeah. It's literally just he's an ectomorph. Is it ectomorph or mesomorph? He can't lose weight that easy. He gains weight very easily. Yeah. You see him. Like, 
like not in the best of moods when he has to cut weight in fight camp because he it's not easy for him to lose weight. It's easy for him to gain. That's why he always has a gut. Hmm. It's not that he's not powerful or strong. It's just his body physically is like, no, we have a gut. They're like, we're at this weight class. We have a gut. That's how we work. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Um, I think at heavyweight, he pu- he packs a mean punch at heavyweight. I think at heavyweight, that's his natural weight. Mm-hmm. And that kind of athleticism, explosiveness, I think Jones would have to bulk up to get to that. Okay. And I think that slows, I think that slows uh, Jones down. I think that's why Jones isn't talking about fighting a heavyweight. He wants to fight a light heavyweight. Okay. He keeps saying, like, come on back down and come get that belt you've never been able to win. It's almost like I'm almost waiting for DC to be like, how about you come up and get the belt you've always wanted? See what you get. Fair enough. See what you want. How bad do you want this? Come get it. Come on. You want to be heavyweight champ? Because DC could be heavyweight champ for a long time. I know he's old, but he beat the fuck out of Stipe Miocic, who's yeah. like the number one. And Stipe Miocic was fucking every other heavyweight up. And yeah. DC yeah. went in there and just molly him. Yep. Is, was there any updates on the whole uh, Brock Lesnar thing? They're trying to make it happen. Everybody wants to see that happen. But then Jones came back out of nowhere, so now everybody's like, well, what do people want to see? Yeah. Like, Lesnar versus DC isn't really that great of a fight. I think DC beats the fuck out of him. But if what you say it's true about, like, the John Jones, I guess, ex-fans or whatever, do you think people are going to want to watch that? I think a lot of people are still going to watch him because he's such a talent, but I think there's also a lot of people, because I've, I've been seeing it online, of just a lot of people who are like, guys, don't tune in to watch this fucker. Yeah. He's a dirtbag. And it's like, you know what? Yeah. Like Greg Hardy, the ex-NFL player who's known for domestic abuse. Yep. He's getting a shot in the UFC. A lot of people don't watch him for that reason. Right. And I don't watch him for that reason. He was on like some free thing, and I was like, I'm not watching this shit. I don't want. I don't want to watch this dirtbag get out there and yeah. do shit. Yeah, you know, you can. I mean, I don't mind watching the highlights, but I'm not going to sit there and add viewership to their stats for the live event. Yeah. You know, that was the one that was like beating the shit out of training partners or. Uh, no, what, that was Darren was Till. Oh, okay. No, or the, the domestic abuse was it? Yeah, that's Greg Hart. Okay. Yes. Yeah. No, beating up uh, training partners, that's Darren Till. Darren Till, that's right. It wasn't even that bad. That was more of a martial arts code ethos that was getting questioned. Not like he was going home and beating the fuck out of his girlfriend. Like, that's not what it was. Right. So, but, um, yeah, I don't want to see DC fight him. I really don't care. I want to see Jones fight Gustafson. Um, because that fight was the closest fight that he's had. And a lot of people say Gustafson could have won that fight, like should have won that fight. Mm-hmm. So I personally would say I would want to see the rematch versus Gustafson. And then if he wins, then let's see you take on DC at heavyweight. I'd like to see that, actually. I don't want to see DC fight him at light heavyweight. I don't want to see that. No. Mainly because I don't want to see DC lose if he does for a third time against this fucker. Yeah. Because he's a piece of shit. I don't want to see that. Um, Tony Ferguson versus Anthony Pettis, mm-hmm. I think, is a sneaky, sneaky, fun coming event. I think you're going to see a lot of flashy shit, a lot of weird shit when it comes to striking. And if it goes to the ground, you're going to have two amazing jujitsu guys go at it, and it's going to be fun. I think that's a really – nobody's talking about that fight. Nobody. And it's so fucking fun. It's going to be fireworks. It's going to be fireworks. I don't know why nobody's talking about it. I know. I mean, I do know why. It's because it's Conor fucking McGregor. But, mm-hmm. I mean, how long do you think Conor has with the stardom? Because this star power he has, he signed like a, a six-fight contract. He's been with the UFC since, what, 2013? Uh, you mean like he joined or he like or, has been a star since when? Uh, well... Well, he's been a star for, what, a year, two years? Four. Like, the, at the point he's at now with his fame. Four. It started with the Jose Aldo. Four. With the Jose Aldo. Has stuff. it been four years already? Dude, he didn't fight for two years. He fought McGregor. He fought Mayweather last year. Yeah. And, and he didn't fight for two years didn't. prior to that? No, he didn't. He has. This is his first fight this year. 
So he wasn't fighting for a year wow, since Eddie Alvarez. Flies. Yeah, he okay. didn't fight Eddie Alvarez for a year. Then he finally signed I on that fight. for the Mayweather fight. And then he hasn't fought since the Mayweather fight. So he hasn't fought in MMA in at least two years. Wow. I was actually going to say maybe like seven or eight years. But, I mean, we've also seen guys, you know, uh, for example, like Anderson Silva before he had his little, like, moment with Weidman, you know. Um, what was it, 12 years? Pretty much ten to twelve years undefeated. Silva, yeah, and oh. that and he was a household name. I say ten you years. Know? In the UFC or in MMA? You well, UFC. I don't know. I have no idea. Excuse me, I don't know with Silva. Oh, what's your point? I mean, and then then there's GSP too. You know, like who doesn't want to see GSP? And how long has he been with? I don't want to see GSP anymore. Retire, dude. We love you. We don't want to see you get hurt. Oh, bullshit. I don't want to see him get hurt anymore. Do you want to really go through the ride of seeing, like, your favorite fighter of all time get hurt or lose? It's like, I don't want to see that anymore. I do, the thing is, I would watch just to, for the support, though. I mean, if... if would you watch GSP versus Conor McGregor? There you go. Like, oh, but you would watch that? <laughs> so, I, let me ask you this, then. Would it depend on the matchup? Not just any GSP fight... But if it was up against somebody worthy. I wouldn't want to see Connor versus GSP. I wouldn't want to see it. No. Actually. Yeah, you would. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you would. <laughs> <laughs> I do. But I don't, like, because GSP can get knocked out. And GSP doesn't really knock people out. See, I. Well, first of all, that would never happen because of weight. Connor would have to get to 170, and GSP would have to drop to 170. And that's yeah. something they both would not be able to readily or want to do. Yeah. Yeah, so no, I don't see that happening. Um, I don't want to see GSP fight anybody. There's really nobody else. He's 36, 37? 36, I think. Okay. He's not that old. Especially because he hasn't been fighting that much. Yeah. He spent, what, four years recovering? I mean, then you got guys like Randy Couture who came out of retirement at 43 and defended it. Well, got the title. Different era. Different era. No, no, hold on. (laughs) Came back, got the title. And defended it six times. Different era. Oh, come on. Different. True. I know. <laughs> well, he, there's much more educated fighters now. Okay. Speaking of educated fighters, we did not encounter that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to, like, Approach the topic. Should we even name locations or keep no, that? No, un- okay. not even. Yeah. Not even. Let's not even do that. Let's just. It was a gym, a a a large corporate like gym, like. So I so we went to a sauna because I need it for my muscles to recover because my back's all banged up. So we yeah. went to a gym that had a sauna. We were sitting in it, and then some people came in. Some guys came in. And they were just talking to each other because they were all friends. Now, I don't really judge too much off of appearance, nor do I judge too much. I mean, we all judge. We all have biases. I definitely have biases. But I don't place judgment upon somebody just because they're in the room and they're present and they exist. Right, right. But if you open your mouth and you start saying some wild shit, oh, I'm I'm going to (laughs) judge. I'm going to judge. Uh... (laughs) It's even worse when I see shit. So long story short, these guys come in. I feel bad talking about it because I feel like I'm shitting on them. Long story short, these guys come in. They're all talking. They're all like talking about how big their muscles are and how they want to be bigger. And then they're talking about fighting. Like, oh, yeah. Like like, professional fighting, like like, MMA. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get into fighting and blah, blah, blah. Like, I can't wait for my first fight. How much much are you going to get paid? And they're just talking about fighting. But something that really caught my attention wasn't the fact that they were talking about fighting. It was the fact that we were trying to talk about getting into fighting without knowing anything about the fighting infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Of so, like, how much are you going to get paid, bro? That's not wrong to ask. That's a legitimate question. I don't know, man. Like, we'll find out. Or like, you know, uh, it depends on where I fight. Okay, also solid answer. Yeah, dude, you're probably just going to fight at the gym first. Yeah, you mean a spar session? Yeah, you're probably going to have spar or maybe even a spar war within your gym if you want to try to get some kind of fighting experience. Yeah. Then he goes, but then where can you fight next? Then that statement I had a pause button on because I went, you want to get into fighting, but you have no 
information or research about the amateur circuit around mm. here. You haven't looked into it. You haven't asked around at your quote unquote fighting gym about it. Yeah. And then somebody else said, well, I don't know, man. I think you just fight it. You fight until like the UFC gets you and then you just go to the UFC. <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself, I wonder if they're serious. Oh, absolutely. I was like, they can't be serious because certainly they have to know the, the tiered structure of how to get, a, get to the UFC. I'm sorry. Can I paint a picture for everybody just so they have like a clear vision on who we're talking about? I don't know. I feel like that might give it away too much. Well, I don't know if the mics picked that up, but if you heard that, that's just thunder outside. Um, so anyways, um, it was like four. I think there was like four or five guys. I think there was four. four. Typical no, f- four. jock-looking dudes. They were bigger, too, clearly over six feet. But like there's the one mainly who we're talking about with the, the hair. You know, then there's some of the guys with the shaved heads, but like, of course, they're all like Jack. You know, it's just like watch any teen movie from like the 90s and early 2000s, like the jocks, like the bros. That's what we did. We experienced it all. Bros, bros, literally all the cliche shit that you would see in those films. Like we experienced live for free. It's not. But to, to go off of that. It's, don't think they don't seem they're not bad people. No, they didn't they're seem like people. assholes, but it was no. just like the intelligence that they were showing oh, at saying, that time. Oh, Mikey's saying things, and <laughs> I'm not saying these things, Mikey. The the subjects <laughs> that were brought up in conversation, and yeah, the thing. Anyways, I I, I was judging mainly because. I was kind of concerned because I was thinking, oh, my God, they go to a gym that doesn't enforce a community of understanding of how this works if they actually want to be get into right. fighting. And also on top of that, some, one of them said – this is the, the part where I was just like, okay, I'm walking out of here in the next two minutes. Uh, one of the guys just said, well, I don't think – there's no other place to really fight, man. You just You got to just like do whatever you can and then it just – you know – whether it's at your college or something, and then you just, you know, you make it to the UFC when they get you. I'm, that's when I was like, it's two minutes and then I'm out because I don't want to keep listening to these people not touch base on any other fight promotion than yeah. the UFC. Like, not even big like Bellator or Cage Warriors or, you know, uh, the new karate competition mm-hmm. or uh, e- even, you know, PFL. Nothing. Not even, not even like those big ones. Mm-hmm. Just like the smaller circuit ones. Not a single mention or, or thought of. I was like, all right, time to go, time to go. And even then, it was just like, you know what? I just didn't want to listen to it. They're fine. They don't. They, I have no reason to say they're bad people. I have no reason to say their character is poor. It's whatever. It's just you know, it's just nonsense shit you hear about when you hear people talking. It's like hearing people talk about flat Earth. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like, oh come on. But then. I saw one of them doing shadow work. <laughs> and that's when I thought, dear God. <laughs> I can't really paint the picture too well because I don't know how else to describe it other than if I told you, if I, if I put your feet locked into a snowboard and then I let loose a giant fly and I told you to try to hit the fly with your hands... That's what it was. So that <laughs> that's and I'm not exaggerating that at all. It was just I remember walking down the hallway and seeing at the like in the locker area and I just thought like is what is he doing? And I was like, "Oh my god, he's trying to throw punches." I was like, "Oh my god, he's doing like shadow work in the mirror." And I was like, "Oh my god, he's he's horrible." <laughs> like like and it's not like I'm great. It's not like I'm a great striker cuz I'm not. I'm 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 a fucking novice. I'm a novice in all of that. But let me tell you something. The mechanics and understanding the basics of hip of hip transfer, of box stepping, of like rotating your hand over when you punch, of full extension, of snapping back, of head movement, mm-hmm. of rolling his shoulder, that you at least should be able to understand. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I don't know where the fuck he trains, but it can't be a boxing gym. <laughs> Because a boxing gym's <laughs> first thing is like the footwork. The first thing is like, cool, you're box stepping. 
Yeah. First thing is, here's the line. We're going to walk up and down the line. And then it's like, okay, jab. We're now working on the jab in the mirror. Cool. The jab's done. Now after the jab, we're going to talk like work on the head movement in the jab. And now here's the cross. And then we're going to talk about the hip and all this other stuff. Yep. And... I have to say, and this is based off of conversations we've had on other podcasts when it's like, oh, I, I don't know who was brought up. I don't know if it was me or whatever, but it's the clientele we have. The influence the UFC has on us regular people where I've mentioned, you know, I feel like a lot more people are getting into martial arts specifically MMA in general, because of the UFC hype. And it's guys like him or th- that group that give Tur- it a... They really just give it a bad name. That turn you off of it. Right, they exactly. They're off. they're into just beating the shit out of someone and getting money. It's not even about the art of it and the appreciation... Of the science of the, behind it. Exactly. Well, for exactly. all we know, they care about the science. They just... Or not physically capable. I don't of that think point. they even know how to spell the word science, Matt. Let's be honest. <laughs> I was wondering once I saw them striking. I remember being like, "I wonder if they ever put on a gi." Just, just wondering, like if they ever put on a gi. Like it's just, like I didn't pipe up and say, "Oh, I train in martial arts," or "Oh, what school? What's what dojo do you guys go to?" or "What art do you guys train in?" I didn't want to have that conversation. But I was very curious in my head. I was like, I wonder what they would say. Yeah. I wonder if they would say, oh, we, we train MMA. It's like, okay, cool. Like, anything specific? Is it, or is it just MMA? Like, is it a rooted MMA and maybe kickboxing yeah, you know, or striking and grappling? Okay. Okay. I mean, that's it's not okay, wrong. Somewhere. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. I mean, again, usually I mind my own business a lot, but the fact that we were forced to be in a tiny, tiny sauna room with these people yelling about it, it was kind of hard not to uh, ignore. But, I mean, more power to them, right? They're trying to learn something. They're they're interested in something. They're trying to do something healthy. Cool. All positive things. But, excuse me, I can see why you said what you said about how it turns you off due to the clientele because that's not the same type of personality that you would experience in, a, in like, a more traditional school. Mm-hmm. Right? Um. That's a dead wow. That storm came and left in like five minutes. Yeah. Um, <sighs> that was a cherry on top of of the evening of everything we dealt with uh, at that place. The sauna itself, though, that was my first time ever being in a sauna. Um, it was weak. It to Matt, it was weak. I got a nice drippy drippy thing going on. It was only one hundred and seventy five degrees. I demand. which apparently was low. That's low. Yeah. I prefer above 185. Sorry, my chair is squeaky too. I need to oil this thing. <laughs> yeah, and it was a dry sauna. Is that what you call it? Yeah, it's a dry yeah, sauna. Yeah, dry sauna. Uh, like a steam room or a steam yeah, sauna. We, or, how long did we stay in there for? Like 40 minutes? 40 minutes. Okay. Four zero. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Well, no, it's because it wasn't hot. Yeah. <laughs> True. It's not as yeah. bad when it's not hot. <laughs> a bit more when it's hot i feel like even if it was like 10 degrees hotter like yeah even one degree is a difference but i feel like i could make it through like 40 minutes or an hour because i mean i would love i will pay you money if you do that i i would love to go to the ones like that you've been 180 or 200 degrees i would love to try it and i would love to see you sit there for 40 minutes i want my 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 shirt was slightly damp i want to be soaked that's what this. That's what those saunas are, Sorry, man. So challenge accepted, then. Those saunas are the ones where you walk in. And you're like, ooh, it hurts to breathe because the air is so hot. So you have to do yeah. short breaths and breathe through a towel first to get used to it, and then you can start breathing <laughs> somewhat normal. That's what I'm fucking used to. And then it's like, oh boy, oh I've never. Wow, it's just sweat everywhere. I haven't really dealt with this before. It's like, oh, sweat's just pouring into my eyes. That's great. I'm going to keep my eyes closed now. Like that's. That's the experience I'm used to. That's the experience I wanted. Have you experienced both the dry and uh, steam? Yep. Which one do you feel is more effective? For what? Uh, I, well, I, I assume you get more wet, obviously, with the steam. 
you know, contact on your body, but do you feel like you sweat more from the exposure to it? Does yes. it open up your pores more? Uh, I think the steam room is best for – this is not scientific. This is totally bro science. I feel like the steam room is best for uh, like throat uh, air, airway passages. Like I use this, I, I use the steam room a lot when I was having sore throats. When I at the time was in a band and I was singing and I had to recover. When I, um, you know, I thought I was getting like congested, I would go in there and like that would just clean everything out because everything would just be steamed. Mm-hmm. Um, that to me, I also think it does open up the pores more. There's a reason why you can buy like facial uh, humidifiers mm-hmm. where it yep. opens up your facial pores. Uh, the sauna, I feel, is better for overall health. And there, there actually is a study. If you're interested in why the sauna is so great or cryo is so – or ice baths are so great, it's uh, a study by Dr. Rhonda Patrick, I believe. And I think – because I know she reported on it on uh, – uh, heat shock proteins or cold shock proteins as well. Basically, you put the body in a state of like extreme environment like that, mm-hmm. and then the body produces a certain type of uh, response. I forget what it was, but long story short, with a study, they found like a thirty-five percent decrease in uh, diseases as people got older when they did a case study of of uh, people who were using the sauna on a weekly basis. You know, it's interesting you're, you're bringing up the whole cryo thing because I actually came across a product uh, earlier today on, I believe it's called cool fat burning. Uh, coal? C-O-A-L? Cool. Oh, cool. cool. Okay. Um, I believe that's the, the name of the product. I could be wrong on that. But essentially, there's there's two different products. So there's a chest piece that you put, put around on your back and you strap to the front. And I guess it comes with the, those... Uh, uh, refreezable uh, pouches that you stick in the freezer, then you Ooh. slip them into the vest. Okay. And you just, apparently you just wear them for I don't know how long, uh, but the guy who created these products, I guess, has gone through professional testing already, and any money he's made off of, um, you know, any, like, startups or whatever has only gone to research, and I believe he's trying to get money for two more researches uh, but it's already been proven to, I guess, help with certain diseases and certain pains in those areas. Uh, he also has, I guess, the the cool belly trimmer. So it almost looks like uh, like a weighted vest or like a, a bulletproof vest type of thing. You know, you just wrap it around your torso. So there's the chest piece, okay. and there's like the belly wrap. Okay. Essentially, with the same concept, you just put these. Uh, cryo pouches into them and you just wear them that's pretty cool and suppose in uh i was watching a few youtube videos of reviews there are people losing like six to ten pounds a week they're not even exercising oh, so uh, that's more i, I assume that there is some sort of diet but they're like but we're not strict you know like um and they're just wearing these chest pieces or these you know i haven't heard of that things, i haven't but, heard of that but essentially it's that concept the whole cryo right therapy yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that was our experience with the sauna and yeah. the uh, MMA bros. Um, it's just, I wish Chet was there for <laughs> in the sauna when that happened, <laughs> just so I could see his reaction, just so yeah. I could be like, oh, boy, this is going to be juicy. <laughs> I, wanna see, I think he would just get up and walk out. Yeah. But – um. Anyways, anyways, uh, it sucks because I haven't been able to do anything because I threw my back out a few weeks ago, so yeah, I'm just still right. in pain and suffering. But anyways, let's recap this. Let's recap this with saying if you want to watch technically the number one pound-for-pound pound ranked fighter in Conor McGregor, or the number two, versus the number eight pound-for-pound pound fighter, but champion Khabib Nurmagomedov, yeah. this Saturday, uh, UFC 229, for pay-per-view, it is $64.99. Or, Extra five bucks, huh? Yep. Or if you want, they're running a special where you can get pay-per-view plus half off a six-month UFC Fight Pass subscription. That is $91.96. Regardless, if you want to buy it to watch it, go ahead. But I'm going to be happy when it's over. 
Just the whole drama that led up to yes, it. Yes, the whole drama, the whole suspense, the whole like, oh my god, what's going to happen? And the you know the 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 issue with the bus incident. Oh yeah, let's just the turn the fucking and, page, right, yeah. everybody. Let's just turn the fucking page. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, thank you all for turning in and putting up with the bullshit about Conor McGregor and Khabib Nurmagomedov. It's almost over. It's almost over. Then we can stop talking about it and go back to talking about. Kung Fu films and martial arts and yeah. and all that traditional stuff that a lot of you probably uh, don't train in or uh, <laughs> or do, but it's fine. Um, in that case, enjoy the fights on Saturday. And if you don't watch it, maybe just highlight, look for the highlights on YouTube or something. Yeah. Find something kind of cool. But thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Peace. Peace.